Hey guys, and welcome back to the Decom Boom. Hi guys, welcome back. It's me, Sarah. And me, Nora. And today we have a very special guest with us because today we're doing a movie that's really all about Irish culture. And Nora and I, fun fact, are aggressively Irish. We're basically like all Irish as far as we know. Yeah. And we decided to invite on the other Irish woman that we know. Please welcome Noreen Brady. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. My credentials include on the waiting list to get my citizenship. And you also kind of have a flex in that your grandfather is from Ireland, right? Both of my grandparents, yeah. Damn. Okay, so yeah, you're one generation closer than us. And that that's why we really needed your expertise yep. today. I do want to put out that I don't, um, I do find a little issue with, like, often white Americans go a little too hard. With, like, our... With the Irish Irish pride, or... (laughs) Yes. Just, I am a couple generations removed, so I can't say that the opinion of everybody of Ireland is my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Disclaimer, we don't speak for the people of Ireland. We don't speak for all of Ireland. Yeah. No, and that is true. Like, when I did, like, my little month in Ireland, that is definitely something that I felt like was humbling like when I would be like I like my people are from Ireland like people that live in Ireland are like cool like you're not Irish though you know what I mean like they'll definitely like humble you in that yeah. way as they, like should. When, as the they should when the trouble started your people did today if you haven't already guessed we are talking about the luck of the Irish oh my god I okay so I remember watching this movie all the time when we were little but when we were re-watching I didn't remember like most scenes like, it was not no. fresh in my mind at all. Agreed, because, yeah, Nora, when we were talking about doing this one, I remember you were like, yeah, I've seen this one so many times. And I was like, I low-key don't think I have. Like, I've seen the trailer a million times, but a lot of it was super unfamiliar to me. Noreen, how did you feel? I remember seeing it a couple times and, or, like, I do remember the trailers more. Like, seeing yeah. advertisements for it more. Like, next yeah. time, Luck of the Irish. They played it all the time. Like, it was one of, I think, one of most rerun movies on the Disney Channel, but I remember the trailer so well. What's even harder than being a teenage boy is being a leprechaun. That's so insane. (laughs) I remember as a child having a bit of a poo-poo towards it. Oh, like you were like... Like I was like, you don't know. You don't know what it's like to be Irish. It's a ridiculous movie, but it's kind of iconic. It's bordering on camp. I know. Yeah. It's like a little bit self-aware. Like I felt like they kind of knew that it was insane. At times. Yeah. It was it was really funny because at times I was like, oh, they're so in on the joke. And then mm. other times I was like, they've let this get away from them. <laughs> you <laughs> know? Yeah. It was a fast moving train. Beefs with it. I yeah. Have to say. I also do just want to quickly mention how Noreen and I know each other. We go way back to the first tier of Girl Scouts. We were daisies together. And we were in mm. the same troop. Mm. I was trying to think of our troop number, Noreen. Is it troop um, three five four? Troop five four five. And Shit. then no. Oh, fully. It's Girl Scout season. Somebody Girl Scout cookie season. Somebody reminded me today. Oh, um, jinx. Um, I don't know any modern day scouts to get any from though. The best move is your parents' work friends because yeah. they have granddaughters or daughters totally. or nieces that are like really looking to get those trying to meet their goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they want the 
remember there's like a packet full of like like a yeah. journal or you'd get like oh, a I never got the prizes oh, no. I always I was flopped. never motivated enough no I would do one day where I'd go to the, around to the houses in my neighborhood and then I would give up okay so yes we are discussing the luck of the Irish today and this movie premiered on March 9th 2001 so it was obviously meant to be a St. Patrick's Day thing mm-hmm. and yeah they Definitely played it every March. Like, yeah, yeah. Around this time. That's probably why it got so much play. Yeah. It had a seasonal. It has a monopoly edge. on the St. Patrick's Day film thing. There's really not that many of them. So the Disney Plus description is when Kyle loses his golden pot of gold charm, he discovers that he is actually part leprechaun. <laughs> so true. <laughs> he must find the thief who took the charm before he takes control of all the leprechauns Along the way, Kyle discovers that he is capable of making his own luck. And do we want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? I mean, it's be higher than I want. I know. I think it's going to be high because it was like, it's weirdly kind of beloved. Um, I'm going to guess it got like a 77%. You know, I'm going to say also 77%. It got a 53%. Okay. So you know what's crazy? That is the same as Smart House. How do you remember that? What? I just remember being so... Uh, taken aback by how low it was so it stuck in my mind do we have anything to say before i think we should just jump right in head first the luck of the irish okay so let's go thoughts. so we begin with a close-up shot of a green eye and then we zoom out and from there we're just seeing different faces of people from all different backgrounds because we're supposed to be at heritage day at our protagonist kyle's school and there's voiceover of him being like Everyone in the world is so different, but what we all share is that we all have a heritage. We all have traditions handed down. Yeah. And there's someone on stage doing like what looks to, like they're kind of dressed in what looks to be like indigenous American traditional garb and they're doing a dance. And then we see that this person is dancing on a stage in front of like a crowd of people and everyone's cheering. And then this girl walks out on stage who we'll later learn is Bonnie Lopez. Queen. I love Bonnie Lopez. Me too. I do too. Her frosted lips. Her lip gloss. <gasps> oh my Throughout God. the film. I know. Yeah. We don't really do the frosty lips in today's culture. Shame. We need to bring it back. We so many should. Y2K trends have come back, but that one kind of hasn't. This movie was low-key a fashion movie. It was. Opinion. Bonnie serving. Bonnie and the boys. Yes. Oh, I love when boys have like that, we used to wear that little like, it's not exactly a puka shell necklace, but it's similar. Oh, Like Ryan had it on throughout the film. And I've talked about this with Pixel Perfect, the return of the wet spiky hair, which I love the 2000s trend. His hair is so spiky. So spiky. And it looks like you would get stuck in it. I wouldn't want to touch that hair. (laughs) Me either. Gel for days. So Bonnie comes on stage and she goes to the microphone and introduces the next performer, Kyle Johnson our protagonist but he can't exactly take his big moment in the spotlight because he's about the size of a green bean yep he's really small and he's on the ground going like hey hey over here and of course bonnie can't hear him because he is indeed one foot tall if that he's like two inches he's so (laughs) he's so cute yeah, he's like stressed because he he can't be seen or heard and Bonnie's shoe is about to crush him. Yes, and basically he says like everyone has a heritage like I don't, like I don't know where I come from. His whole thing is that he doesn't know his heritage. His parents are super sus about it. I should have brought up my ancestry.com report. Ooh. Oh, I didn't I did. I should have called my mother. <laughs> Christ. Jesus Mary and Joseph. There you go. <laughs> Actually, that's a big 
thing that I've got with this film that I will bring up. What? There is no Catholic representation <gasps> anywhere on screen once ever. You're right. And I'm like, how do you erase such a strong part of the identity? How do you? I just feel like the Catholicism is so heavily tied. Like yeah. it's so absolutely part of the culture. Because for Irish people, it was also to flash back to the Troubles, like a big part of the beef. Yeah, yeah. true, kind of true. It's a secular film. They don't really address like religion it's what at makes all. Ireland, Ireland, a little bit, and makes uh, England, England, a little bit, and uh, square yeah. up. Yeah, we should have seen Kyle like wrestling with Catholic guilt. <laughs> He yes. should have been like, where was the Catholic? Yeah, Celtic? I didn't see it in this film. That's a good point, Norian. Yeah. I didn't see a single a single Celtic cross, Celtic knot. It's not a single needlework pillow with made the oh, rose rise to meet how you. How dare yeah. they? How dare they? Honestly. I know. And it's like they made plenty of room for American exceptionalism propaganda, but they couldn't mm. be bothered to include the Irish blessing. It's so true. What's oh going on there? Yeah, yeah this movie is very pro-America. It's so horny for America. So basically all this stuff with Kyle being small is unsurprisingly a nightmare. And he does wake up on his couch in his house and he's like freaked out. And we find out that there's a big basketball game at school today. He's on the team, the Eagles, and his parents are like, oh, you probably just have some like pre-game anxiety. But he's kind of like, oh, I think I'm like really freaked out about this Heritage Day stuff going on at school. In both of Ryan Merriman's decoms, he's obsessed with basketball. Oh, yeah, you're right. But at least in this movie, he's actually yeah, cause Smart pursuing House, it. He's not on the team. Right. Um, yeah, but he's really stressed out about Heritage Day. And he's asking his parents, like, hey, like, where do we come from? Like, you guys have always been really sus about that. And his dad is like, oh, we're from America. We're from Cleveland. And then Kyle's like, no, but like, where are we from? Like, where are our ancestors from? And his parents are very, having a lot of anxiety about this question. And it's kind of like, why don't they just say it? Why are they being so secretive and weird about it? I definitely do remember the the Cleveland storyline very well. Yeah. The Cleveland jokes. And- Kyle's mom also brings up in this part that he has a lucky coin. And basically we see that he wears this little gold coin on like a shitty little necklace around his neck. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be solid gold, real gold. And I'm like, why would you wear solid gold on this? Like, I don't even know what material it is, but like the cheapest like craft store rope chain ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like so shitty looking. Mm. The budget must have been small for this TV movie. Yeah. (laughs) They poured the budget into the fantasy sequences. Yeah, the CGI. The special effects are crazy. Wild. Wild. So now Kyle is basically setting it up for us that he's really lucky. And Mm -hmm. we see a flashback to another basketball game that got them to this game he has coming up soon. They basically made it to the state playoffs. So we see this game and we see that Kyle just makes this like insane basket. Like he swats the ball away from someone and it just like sails into the basket yeah no it's absolutely insane and then after everyone's like kyle everyone's obsessed with him and it's like okay he's cool as fuck yeah he's kind of troy bolton of his school he is yeah his whole thing in utah too is i kept thinking this is pre um high school musical like the mounds in the background yeah Yeah. it was so beautiful yeah no, it, it, did you say... I didn't look up the film Utah. location. It, no, it, are they the same? It was filmed in Utah, which, yes, same as High School Musical. Okay, yeah, like gorgeous. The shots in their neighborhood, it's like so dramatic with those mountains in the background. Yes, it's gorgeous. I know. Yeah. It's gorgeous, but it also kind of like 
it it made everything feel because we're from the east coast where there's just nothing that looks like that like it kind of added to the sense of like surrealism for me I was just like what Mm. is going on you know even though obviously some Americans do have that view in their neighborhood I certainly don't so it was just kind of like whoa so now they're at school and there's a full celebration because they won the b-ball game so everyone is dancing there's like a boom box like this is way more fun than I ever had in middle school they're living and everyone's like obsessed with Kyle now we see that Bonnie who is the girl that was in his nightmare his stress dream comes up to him and she's kind of on his case about heritage day we can sort of see why he's maybe a little stressed about it because she's sort of the head of it like she's helping plan it and she's on his case about like Kyle what the hell are you going to do for heritage day like everybody has sort of an act and you don't have one like what are you going to do she specifically calls him like stupid yes she's like even if you are a mindless jock you still have a heritage I love her I love her vibes they have attention right away they're they have a crush on each other I know it never goes anywhere, but they definitely are obsessed with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And Kyle is sort of being very avoidant in this conversation. He's just sort of like, oh, I don't know, you know, heritage, history, that all sounds kind of 10 minutes ago. He's not really putting in an effort. And Bonnie's just trying to be like, you know, we're a nation of immigrants. Like everyone comes from from somewhere. But then the bell rings and Kyle is kind of saved from this conversation and he goes to class And again, the movie is just really setting up all these little instances of Kyle being really lucky. Like he takes this test and he is zoning out the whole time. And then at the last minute, he just like circles a bunch of random guesses and we see that he got them all right. So he really has some (laughs) forces working in his favor. That part is insane. The teacher's like, Kyle, like you can't just do this at the, like do this for every test, like circle all these random answers. And then he's like, all these answers are... Correct. I know. <laughs> Bonnie was not off when she said mindless. Sorry. Yeah, no. But if he's been doing that since day one, I know, does but he I know g- how to read. Yeah, we're, we're definitely him. seeing that like he's never applied himself to anything because everything comes really easily to him. Okay, the scene coming up is like one of my favorite scenes, actually. And I actually do think it's really funny. Kyle is having dinner at his house with his parents. And I just find this scene like so surreal. Like the mom is serving up this like, it's like noodles and vegetables, but she has this like comically large bowl that has like romaine lettuce like overflowing out of it. And the way she like heaps the food onto Kyle's plate. And then there's this crazy shot where she's like walking around the table and she like puts the salad bowl in the frame of the camera in such a way that it's like taking up the whole frame. And then it's just like really odd camera choices, but like really cool. They're doing these really wide angles that, like are meant to be like the parents are acting weird you are tripping out yeah I feel like it's supposed to make you feel uneasy and it does like it definitely does like the parts when Kyle is you know trying to press his parents for more information about his background and they're just sort of like smiling in a creepy like suburban nightmare way and the camera will be like positioned kind of like below them in a weird way where they're (laughs) sort of like looking over you like we're from Cleveland and it's yeah it is ominous and the parents are very much stressing the idea of like America is about being an individual like it doesn't matter where you come from and Kyle's like yeah I get it but like ultimately where are we from and his parents will not say and then we hear voiceover from Kyle being like I still feel like they're hiding something from me 
And then we cut to school and Kyle is researching his parents on like this super old timey, iconic Y2K computer. Bonnie comes up and she's like kind of negging him. She's like, oh, if you're looking for sports trivia, maybe you should look on getalife.com. An epic roast. Bonnie. No, she's so I real thought you for were that. smart. No, she's so cool for that. And then he's like, actually, I'm looking at my parents. And she's like, oh, like for Heritage Day? And he's like, yeah. But he can't find anything about his dad, which is a little bit sus. And we also find out here that he doesn't even know his mom's maiden name. Wait, so he's That's a, crazy a literal me. misogynist because yeah. Bonnie is like, why don't you look up your mom's side? And he's like, I never even thought about my mom. It's like, dude, Huge flop. he only thought about looking up his dad. It's like he didn't even consider that his mom has a heritage. And we get some voiceover of him being like, things got even weirder when I got home from school that day. And back at home, he's looking through his dad's old yearbook and he notices that his dad isn't in it, which sort of raises red flags. And then he very easily finds these documents where there's just a different last name. Like his last name is Johnson. He finds documents for someone named Robert Smith. And then he looks in the yearbook and he sees his dad in there as Bob Smith. So it's like, why did he used to have a different last name? It's so suspicious and it could be anything. Like he's just discovering his dad has this whole other life and he's been hiding his real name and it's drama. And then the mom comes in and Kyle's like, hi mom, trying to act normal. And then he's like, I'm gonna go like shoot some hoops. But she sees on his desk, the documents. Yeah, she knows that he's kind of onto them. We see Kyle with his best friend, Russell, who I don't think we've mentioned yet, but he has this best friend. He's like his ride or die boy. And he's talking to Russell about this strange stuff going on in his family. He's kind of pondering, is my dad a hitman? Like he kind of <laughs> touches on that very lightly, but ultimately he's just like, I don't know what's up. And then we also see Kyle at this point make like an insane basket. Like he just throws the basketball like over his shoulder and it somehow makes it. And then Russell's like, damn, Kyle, like you got such good luck. And it's just further setting up that Kyle is super lucky. Nothing bad ever happens to him. He gets everything he wants. Yeah. And then he finds 10 bucks on the ground. And Russell and Kyle are just sort of walking around the neighborhood and they see this ad that like looks super unnatural. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a it's just like a random billboard on the ground in this neighborhood. One thing about it is that there's an ad for Emerald Isle potato chips, which does come back later. But over that ad, there's a flyer for Seamus McTiernan's Saint of the Step performance. <laughs> I love, love. the Seamus representation. I know Noreen has an uncle named Seamus. I do. Oh. I do. One of the most Irish names to ever exist. It's one of the most Irish names you could have. Yeah. Yes. And it's um, spelled like... Basically, Seamus. True. In the Irish, they love to spell a name all crazy like. <laughs> oh that's their favorite thing to do. Siobhan, Saoirse. Yes. It's a crazy language. Gaelic, or I guess what is now Irish. Virtue as Irish mostly. Um, really said, fuck your consonants. Yeah. yeah. Fuck your consonants. And so they're looking at this flyer for Seamus McTiernan's show, and they notice, or Kyle notices, that there's a symbol on the flyer that is the same symbol that he has on his lucky coin. Mm -hmm. And he's like, whoa, wait, that's crazy. Like, I've never seen this symbol anywhere before. And Russell's like, well, I think this guy's Irish. And then Kyle's like, well, maybe I'm Irish. <laughs> yeah. 
And then Russell's like, why wouldn't your mom tell you that? And then he's like, I don't know. She's so weird about it. Yeah. And they're like, I guess we should go see the show and try to like do a little more digging. So they go. We're now at like the fairgrounds. They yeah, call yep. it. And this was filmed at Lagoon Amusement Park in Utah. Yep. It is. It's been in operation since 1886 and has the seventh oldest roller coaster in the world. Oh my God, love. I love that so much. Isn't that cool? Uh, I love like, let's go. I know. Old amusement parks like really creep me out and excite me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The comet. Yes, of course. I love the comet. Is she Um, still up and running? Do we know? Mm -hmm. She shouldn't be. Another cool thing about this amusement park, because I was like, I weirdly was like looking into it a lot and like looking at pictures of it. Something about like, weird rides and then just like mountains in the background it's just like unsettles me but in a way that like is exciting to me too so they're at the fairgrounds and it's actually some festival going on that we later learn is called the luck of the irish like that's Mm -hmm. the name of this event yep and it's what you would think people are wearing green there's green balloons people have green top hats we see this guy who's wearing a green top hat and like a giant polka dotted bow tie Mm -hmm. and he's saying top of the morning to you to people as they pass by he is and he has a very dark energy but we can't really find out why yet right it's like there's ominous musical cues when he does certain things so yes no he's bad and the camera zooms in on a book called everything you wanted to know about being irish but we're afraid to ask so real and (laughs) kyle's like oh my god that book is literally perfect for me i should get it so he gets this book Because he thinks he might be Irish. And he's afraid to ask. And then they see, like... (laughs) And then they see, like, there's, like, a a vendor stall. And it's selling gold coin necklaces that look very much like his. But he's like, oh, these are fake. Mine's real. And then... uh, He says it in the most offensive way possible. Like, immediately, he's like... He is the perfect puppet for, like failing up type of man he's never had to do (laughs) anything in his life but it's all just mordell i know like that's his whole shtick yeah it really is an allegory when one thing is questioned i'm like oh yeah you see it come out where he's like no that's not like mine mine's different it's like oh shit okay sorry you guys think that it's hot when someone is good at stuff without trying i wouldn't say i think it's hot however i personally like unlike bonnie i don't really have a problem with that i have a problem with entitlement but it doesn't really bother me when someone's just like naturally really good at like a sport or music. I'm sort of like more power to you. That's nice. My toxic trait is I think that's so hot. <laughs> I love when someone's so good at stuff and they're like, I don't even care. Like when someone gets an A on a test or like, I don't even study. I'm like, oh my God. I think it's because I'm not like that. So yeah. I find that so hot. What about you, Noreen? How do you feel? I feel like you wouldn't respect it. A little bit. Yeah. I, mean, I, I like love that for you. As long as no one's, a, as long as, like, you can be amazing at this, at a thing. As long as yeah. you're not a dick about it. Like, I like the nonchalance. Yeah. I think just like. But I think passion's important. Passion is important. Like, care about something. Oh, my. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Not caring, caring about, about anything. Things. That's not hot. Oh, However, I am really, really turned off by people that are like super horny for hard work. Like, that is actually gross to me when people are like, you gotta like work in this world. Like, Hustle, like that just yeah, is like really disgusting. gross to me. And I'm like, no. So oh, yeah. in that so way. you're in the middle. Yeah. Because I would find it so hot if someone was like in a band and they were always showing up late and never practicing, but like <laughs> somehow killing it on stage and all the band members were like, you're not putting in the work. And he's like, so what? I'm still good. Like I would be so into that, unfortunately. Like I would be getting the ick when Kyle like flops later and Bonnie loves <laughs> it. Like I would be like, 
why aren't you good at stuff anymore? <laughs> Nora, so toxic. I know, I know. Basically, we're about to be introduced to a new character. There is a shorter, older man in a hat, in an overcoat, with an Irish accent, yep. who comes into the fray. And he points to Kyle's well he comes on the scene by being like oh you can always tell the real thing when he overhears this conversation about Mm -hmm. the coins being fake and then he sort of like wraps Kyle's sneakers with his cane and he's like did you make those yourself or did your mother still make them for you even though you're half grown so we're seeing like okay he really thinks that yeah instigating right away yeah, and he very much That's thinks such that... That's an Irish grandpa. I like, <laughs> no, like, the way that the kinship I felt towards this man. Yeah, he's a king. He's so cute. He's so cute. Yeah, yeah and he, we see that he values making your own shoes, clearly, because he's like, I feel like you didn't make those, and that's making me not trust you. And Kyle's like, well, yeah, I bought these at a store. Then, so he, like, presents his own shoe for them to see stunning gorgeous shoes and he's describing them and he says it's irish leather tough as a landlord's heart oh yeah he's so real for that that line i was like (laughs) yes he's a socialist yeah (laughs) i know soft as a spring shower and tough as a landlord's heart i love that i'm so glad that they brought up like if they're gonna bring up the oldest of oldest trommies yeah bring up the great hunger bring up the the bring up the families being forced onto like yes. little baby acres of land yes. and the landlords ooh i know that line really like did something really like i like there were moments that's the thing about this movie there's moments yeah. that are really funny sure. and like totally good, and then there's the moments that are not i also definitely in my memory I thought that it was definitely played by Leslie Jordan in my head for no reason at all wait okay because i think there's only <laughs> one sh- like petite Right. White-haired man that lives in my memory. No, right. And it's Leslie Jordan, jo- Leslie Jordan, and it's definitely because I also uh, would watch Will and Grace. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, honestly, Drummond walked by at one point and was like, oh, that guy looks like kind of Leslie Jordan. And I was like, he honestly really doesn't, but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I think that's, I get it, Noreen. It's a vibe. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Leslie yeah, Jordan. Yeah, rest in peace, Leslie. Gone too soon, for sure. Icon. Um. Yeah, this scene is fun, and he while he has his foot like on full display showing off his Irish leather, the woman working at the stand is like, no, get your shoe off my bench. And then he flips a few coins in the air, and there's special effects where we see these coins like <laughs> zoom in the air. Yeah. And then they land perfectly in a stack on the counter, and Russell and Kyle are like, whoa, how did you do that? But he's gone. <gasps> he's so mysterious. And then they go to watch this, like, performance. Did you perform- say he Irish goodbye Oh. Okay, so for our listeners that maybe don't know, <laughs> an Irish goodbye <laughs> is when you leave just without saying goodbye. You just peace yeah, out. right. I love to Irish goodbye. I, I just feel it's too awkward to uh, all the goodbyes. It really is out <laughs> of awkwardness. If I decided to go... I'm gone. Our grandparents would sometimes Irish goodbye, like, both yeah. sides. And I really think it's just, like... Not about being rude. Just being like, I don't want to do that. Well, yeah. I can't. Exactly. I was the like, hugs. We don't need to make a big <laughs> Yeah, fuss. which is very Irish. Hot take. Yeah. It is ruder to draw it out and be like, make a big, f- like, yeah. why do you need a big fuss made about you leaving? How yes. About that? Which about- is very Irish. Like, I don't want to be the center. Let's just go. Yeah. Which I love. I do too. And I was just talking to someone about Irish twins, that phrase. And I was like making a joke where I was like, is, is it fair it? to say this is, this is offensive, this term? But like, someone didn't know. Like, they were like, wait. 
they like looked it up and they were like, it's called Irish twins because like Irish people like didn't go on birth control and they like yeah. had babies close together. I was like, duh. Was like, Wait, you didn't know that? Did, no, I did. Ended? Someone didn't. I was oh. like, who didn't know that? Who? I can't remember. I honestly wish I could because I. You're being so polite right now. No, person. I like truly don't remember because I was like, I thought that was kind of knowledge. Their shit. But I'm just like, it is kind of offensive that we couldn't stop fucking without birth control, but it's true. Well, well it's true because of Catholicism. Yeah. It's the rhythm method. Right. Of only, yeah, that's. Right, right. which is not foolproof. Not foolproof, ladies. Absolutely true. not. <laughs> I'll have my grandma tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to this performance. It's an Irish step dancing performance. Seamus McTiernan. Yes. And at one point, Russell is like, oh my God, this is bogus. And he turns around and Kyle isn't there and he looks behind him and Kyle is doing an Irish step dance and he's so good at it. <laughs> and Russell is like, what's going on? And Kyle is like, I can't help it. It's he's in his blood. involuntarily doing Irish step and doing it quite well. Also, this performance is a really fun moment. Like I loved watching the step dancers. I loved hearing this music. I thought it was great. And Seamus is wearing like a green silk shirt. He's doing crowd work. He's a real ham. Yeah, I loved it. But I did just want to quickly mention, Noreen, you you did Irish step dance, yeah? You did? I did. <gasps> okay, like, loved. tell For me some- a couple of years. Okay, yeah. a couple years. Did you ever, like, do recitals or compete or anything? Um, I did not compete. I only stuck with it for a couple of years. I just want to- I think I competed. Did you wear like the wig and like those like outfits? Um, I did not. I well, I did wear the outfits. The second we got to like wig wearing stage, <laughs> I was like, "This seems like a pretty deep commitment." Um, <laughs> I'm out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but the shoes. But I really, who cares about Mew Mew ballet flats? <laughs> Irish step dance shoes are. They're sort of almost like like a lace up situation. Yeah, yeah. They're usually black, right? I feel like I can picture them. You should start a new trend. I know. Can you I? should wear them. I can see those I like will. outfits. They're very the soft on the, the bottom. Socks though. The soft too. shoes. Cute. They could be indoor shoes only. <laughs> or I could cobble something up. But I have a good cobbler in um you have a, like a personal cobbler. <laughs> well, not a personal. He's not my back in call. <laughs> <laughs> but he I like um What's shoes. his vibe? Is he older? Yeah, he doesn't give you much. You, you know sound like I mean? you're looking to, to date him. Is he <laughs> yeah. older? I just am interested like thinking about a cobbler now. Yeah, I've never been to a cobbler. Or I would love a an apprentice. I would love an apprenticeship actually. Yeah, oh. a side gig that's um, being a cobbler. You have been looking for a side hustle. I know, and I would love to work with my hands more. There you go. Okay, there you go. Tip. I'll look into it. I'll Don't apply. tell him it's a side hustle. I think he might find that. Oh, uh, it's all too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna true. go on LinkedIn tonight and look up cobbler <laughs> just see what's out there i love the idea of like a cobbler being like really active on linkedin like, yeah well imagine you're on a date and someone drops their cobbler it would be instantly in love you'd swoon i'd swoon yeah. so at the end of this performance the guy that we had seen before that was a little creepy with the ominous music cues he like bumps into kyle and knocks him down and then when kyle stands back up he's well he kind of like helps kyle up and is like oh sorry top of the morning to you but it's like, okay, that's sus. You like kind of knocked him down and you seem evil. Now we, it's the next day and we see Kyle waking up and getting out of bed. And one of his trophies falls off his dresser and onto his foot, which right away it's like, that's unusual for Kyle for something bad to happen. Yeah, it's very unusual because he has, of course, amazing luck. Yeah, and then we see that he is actually shrinking. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I did look this up, and Ryan Merriman is five foot two. Not five foot two, six foot two. Fuck Wait, me. he's that tall? No, he's tall and pretty, I did pretty look little it up liars. And he is tall. Yeah, he's six 
6'2". I don't think he was that tall yet in this movie. Do you guys agree? Like, he doesn't seem I that tall. I think he tall. was probably like 5'11". Yeah, so he is shrinking, and something is definitely awry with him. And he goes out into the kitchen where his mom is letting her gorgeous curly auburn hair hang loose when previously it had been up in like a very boring basic updo. Yes. And she's really, you kind of first notice for the first time, like she's gorgeous. At least she's mm. stunning. Yeah. In this moment, I fell in deep love. I was, I was like, I'm home. I love you. Teach me how to be you. I love you. She is, spoiler alert, my favorite character. You know, I was like, meet me at Celtic Treasures, babe. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else? Like, I'm curious to hear both of your takes because I saw a lot online that was like, oh, the Irish accents in this movie are so horrible. They're so horrible. They're so over the top. I low-key didn't think they were that bad. I'm like, a lot of people that are Irish do low-key sound like this. I think (laughs) I'm not an expert, but I was like, I don't think it was that bad. Like some, like, again, it's just, we've, it's just like any other accent where like some people that are from Ireland, their accents are very subtle. Others, they are thick. Do we know the um, mother, ac- the actress yeah. of the mother, is she Irish? She's American. Okay, because that is some Marilyn Monroe shit she was pulling in like the first, in one of the first scenes. I remember like trying to jog my own memory about this movie and she is telling Kyle that they're from Cleveland in one of the first scenes. And I hear that little, that little brogue, that little lilt oh. in her voice. And I'm like, oh, that's right. The mom is Irish. That's right. That's right. Because right. I just like heard it like very subtly. And then I'm like, mm. no, like she was doing that character. And she was <gasps> like, I am this Irish woman who is trying to repress it. Facade. Like I'm behind a facade of strictly American because la la la. I yeah. don't think the accents were, because like you said, some are stronger. Like when I think of both my grandparents, my grandfather's accent is thick. Really? But the, and I think my grandmother's isn't, but then like yeah. she'll say something. I'll be like, no, no, that's right. Right. There's certain things that like jump out. Well, and also yeah. it, it is true that like when you spend enough time with people, you almost like stop registering their accents. Like mm-hmm. I feel that way with our family from Boston. Like I get used to it. And then like when I hear them through like a new person's ears, I'm like, oh yeah, their accents are super thick. You know, it's like you forget about it. But basically in the scene, yes, we see that the mom is no longer hiding her Irish roots and she's cooking up all roots yes yeah her (laughs) hair looks so good she's cooking up all these breakfast meats which we get the sense that this family normally eats pretty healthy and not this much meat and she's I'm sorry are you saying that traditional Irish food is not healthy Sarah Danella well I just I don't eat meat so I was like feeling my uh, arteries clog Mm. looking at Mm. this plate of foods sorry to say but that's just me. Mm. Mm. She's giving me an Irish glare <laughs> <laughs> as she takes a sip from her freaking flask. Or what is that? It is water, but um, oh, it's so I, cute. I thought that like it's it also made green. me feel like such a um. I was like, oh, I'm just like a mountaineer. I want to state to the people. Black sausage, rocks. Never had. I've never had. <gasps> like they talk about yeah, black and white yeah, pudding. I've, I've never, never had, had it. Had it. We didn't really have a lot of like typical Black. Irish meals growing up. We would except only for have, like corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, and I've gotten really into making soda bread, which I love. Um, and I do make a mean soda bread. potato potato soup. What oh. butter you got in your fridge right now, babe? Well, I always get the Kerrygold when I do soda yeah, bread. Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. So the mom is serving up a lot of 
meet and the dad and Kyle are very like shook. They're like, this is not the mom we know. Well, that's Kyle is like, this is not the mom I know. Whereas the dad is clearly like uneasy. Like clearly he does kind of know what's going on and it's freaking him out. The mom is like, Kyle, I've been thinking about what you've been saying about your heritage. And there's something that I want to tell you. And the dad is like, are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, we're Irish. And the dad looks relieved that that's all she said. So we, mm-hmm. we know that there's something else coming down the line. But for now, cat's out of the bag. Kyle is Irish, as is his mom, obviously. And, and when Kyle's like, mom, why didn't you just tell me we were Irish? She's like, yeah. I wanted to protect you from how it was when the Irish first came to this country. <gasps> yes. Not my goat, too. This yeah. was wild. Because I'm like, oh, yes, the like in 2001, it yeah. is so incredibly tragic to be Irish in America. <laughs> so hard. I know so you hard. really thought he was going to be bullied for being Irish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My grandfather would say the same thing, and I would roll my eyes. And for, like, as a child, I wouldn't be able to, like, distinguish time. I'd be like, oh, 1920 and 1820 are the same. I was like, that's olden. Yeah. But um, he'd be like, there used to be signs that say Irish, no need apply. And yeah. I was like, oh. Wait, okay, can, not now. Can I tell you guys some really interesting research I did on the whole no Irish need apply thing? Yeah. I found this like really interesting debate that happened. So in 2002, this guy, Richard Jensen, who was a retired professor from UChicago, he wrote this article or like thesis claiming that the no Irish need apply thing is like really over exaggerated. And he argued like that was a thing in Great Britain, but it didn't take off here and he called it quote a myth of victimization (gasps) he claimed that it was just like really uncommon to the point of being non-existent and he claimed that the myth originated from an american adaptation of a british song called no irish need apply but he also claimed that um the anti-irish sentiment was really more anti-catholic sentiment which i'm like they're one and the same but this is what's really interesting so this argument that he made like kind of became like accepted in academia for a while as just like the new truth and then in 2015 a 14 year old girl named Rebecca Freed read this article because her dad like brought it home and she started just like out of curiosity looking into doing some of her own research and she just like very quickly found on online newspaper databases like a ton of examples of these signs existing (laughs) and so like her dad and like some other like pretty legit writer like they they encouraged her to like write a, a piece and like publish what she found so she did end up publishing a piece called no irish need deny evidence for the historical or something just be i don't have the full title but just like basically being like no these did exist and it's so interesting to read about there's a really good daily beast article about it where this 14 year old girl and this guy richard jensen that wrote the first piece like they ended up interacting in the comment section of like the website that published her piece. Oh my God. And he tried to claim he was like, yeah, he was like, Oh, like just want to throw it out there that like this piece still doesn't mention any um, like window signs. And she was just like, it does pages six and seven. Damn. So he's just a bad reader. Yeah. And like, he just still claims like it was really rare. And she's kind of like, well, I just think your thesis needs revisions because like I showed all these examples and like, there's definitely right, maybe right. more like you didn't really do your due diligence before you made this claim. 
Isn't that interesting? This scratch is yeah. such news for me, I can't even tell you. Yeah, and I think just like the more important thing when we talk about this whole no Irish need apply thing is just to state the very obvious fact that Irish people are no longer discriminating right, against. Right, right, right. Like, like everyone knows that. So it's like you don't need to take away how it was then, but you also should not be acting like that makes you anything close to discriminated against. Exactly. No. Exactly. I have never once in my life faced discrimination based on my Irish heritage. Same. 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 It's always just a funny, <laughs> silly, goofy ha fact. And we can have our fun with it without acting like we are oppressed because we are not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Also, I'm embarrassed like that I called it black sausage earlier. Black oh, pudding. Oh, okay. But it is blood sausage. No, yes, it is. Eating blood. <laughs> I won't be trying it anytime so soon, true. but I take your word for it. And there's also a reference to another uh, classic Irish food in this part because the mom is like, Kyle, I made you something to bring for lunch. And she serves him col cannon, which is an Irish potato dish with like either cabbage or kale. It's got butter. It's got milk. And she just gives that to him in a metal pail. <laughs> She's like, bring this to, to lunch at school. And we see now very quickly that Kyle's luck has really, really turned for the worse. So he's walking with Russell. He sees money on the ground, which is a classic thing for him. But when he bends down to pick it up, a car drives by, hits a puddle, sprays him with water. At school, it's just more things like this. I mean, he tries to drink from the water fountain and it like sprays his crotch with water and a girl sees just all that kind of embarrassing hijinks. So then they go to basketball practice and Kyle can no longer shoot hoops. He has never missed a shot before and now he's missing them left and right. Even Russell shoots shots before him and he's like, what is going on? I'm supposed to be amazing at basketball. Yeah, and it is kind of sad because it shows that this thing that he has prided himself on being so good at, he's not even actually good at it. It's solely his luck. Yeah. This is the one time that I kind of empathize with him being like, okay, you're going through a bit of like an identity change here. Yeah. This is the one thing you knew about yourself and it's changing. Right. And then Bonnie comes in and she's kind of serving Gabriella Montez realness, yeah. walking in on Kyle shooting hoops. And she's like, oh my God, hi. And she shoot like she sees him kind of like th chuck the ball at the hoop, and she's kind of like, "Whoa!" Like Irish people have a reputation for being hot headed. Like, sorry to say it's true, but oh my god, he's like, "Wait, how did you know I was Irish?" And she's like, "Oh, like Russell told me." <laughs> it's going around the school. And Bonnie is like, do you know what you're going to do for Heritage Day yet? And Kyle says that he saw like some Irish step dancing at the fair. So he thinks he's going to do that. And she's like, you're going to learn to Irish step dance in like a couple days. And he's like, it didn't look that hard. And this really annoys her because she's like, oh, like he thinks he's so good at everything. Okay, but this Rightfully is my- so, though. I get it, but this is my one thing with Bonnie. It's like, you've been on his case about how he doesn't have a heritage. And now he like finds something he wants to do. And you're like- Oh my God, you don't even know how to do it. I'm like, Bonnie, he can't win with you. <laughs> I mean, that that's just my take. I know you're probably not going to agree with it. That's fine. Yeah, I don't agree because I think that she just thinks like Irish step dancing is hard. Like, I think if he was like, oh, I'm going to make like a poster about <laughs> where my family is from. I don't think that that would rub her the wrong way. I don't know. Bonnie would probably be like a poster. It's a it But her problem here is that he just is 
good at everything. He doesn't have to like work that hard. He Everything comes easy to him. And she says to him, I've known you for a long time, Kyle. You're a nice guy and all, but you'd be a better person if everything hadn't always been so easy for you. She brings up the game and she's like, last game you guys were outplayed, but you got lucky at the end and that's why you won. You shouldn't be able to luck your way into the state championship. It's supposed to like be something that you work for. And he's really offended by this. He's like, okay, you might know about everything, but you don't know anything about basketball. And then Bonnie slays and she takes the basket and she makes a perfect shot. We also find out that Bonnie has like always wanted to play basketball and her dad is like really strict and like wants her to be an overachiever. And he, I guess, doesn't see the value in her spending time playing basketball. Bonnie is a complex character. Bonnie is everything yeah i love bonnie and now it's time for the basketball game or at least one of them there's two more games left in the movie but this is this is a big game as well and we see that kyle is definitely flopping i mean he's just not playing well and the crowd is literally booing his ass and bonnie looks sad to see this she's like oh shit this isn't the outcome i wanted when i gave him that little talk earlier Kyle drives home with his parents after the game and he's just like, I've never played that horribly before, but we learned that their team did still win despite mm-hmm. him sucking. Yep. And now we're going to see that the next day, Kyle's transition to leprechaun is getting more and more pronounced. He, yes. he, ke- he keeps uh, slipping into an Irish accent and mm. he's getting shorter and him and his dad, they smell something burning. <laughs> And when they go downstairs, the mom is sitting by the fireplace, which is smoking. And she's wearing, like, how would you describe this outfit, Noreen? I'm trying to remember. It was just last night. It's like a long skirt. And she has, like, a vest. Not dissimilar to the vest you're wearing. No. um, Do you just mean my outfit (laughs) Wow, Noreen, you recreated the look. (laughs) I'm here on theme. When they're talking about Irishness throughout this whole movie, they are very specifically talking about a certain time. Yeah. In like they're not just referencing Irishness as a living, breathing thing that exists today in culture. They are zooming in on this one point in history, which is nineteenth century, would you say? Yes. I was going to say insulting, but Oh yeah, it is insulting. <laughs> this movie is, is offensive. Yes. It's it yeah. It's the <laughs> fact that it's just this one small box, this one period of time that nobody who is alive yeah. in this movie would have experienced or been able to speak to. Yeah. Um, and I don't even mean that in like a fact check. I mean, I do mean it in a fact checking way, but I just mean like the, they had to feel weird doing this because I feel like it, it it's at levels that weren't enough to be campy. Like I'm sure people that actually live in Ireland would watch this movie and be like, what the fuck do Americans think <laughs> happens in Ireland? I would never uh, show this movie to my grandparents. No, I know. Never I don't, a day in their I life. don't think you should. So Russell and Kyle are talking before school and Russell's like, dude, you look shorter. He's kind of becoming a short king, some may say. Kyle and Russell are in science class and a teacher asks what three kinds of metal are attracted to a magnet and Russell says iron cobalt and nickel but then while touching the magnet Kyle's gold chain is attracted to it mm-hmm. and Russell's like I thought you said that was solid gold like a magnet wouldn't attract that and Kyle's like it is solid gold 
And then he's like, wait, this isn't my lucky coin. This is a knockoff. Yeah. This is a fake. And he starts freaking out because he's like had this coin since he was born. He got it as a baby. So he's like, this could be a family heirloom. This is not, this is not okay. I think it's also an identity object for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think he having this, you know, he talks about how not having a heritage makes him feel so I have nothing. So Kyle is basically like running down these stairs at school, freaking out with Russell about the coin. And they run into Bonnie and he's kind of blowing her off. And then she's trying to apologize for the other day in the gym. She's like, I didn't mean to like imply you're lazy. And he's like, you never called me lazy, but now you are. (laughs) She's like, sorry. And then... Kyle takes off his hat and he has red hair and it's like, oh my God, he's becoming a true leprechaun. And not only that, he also has pointy ears. Yes. And he's, yeah, he's kind of freaking out. And this is like, to me, one of the things I remember most about this movie, I think because it was in the trailer, Russell is like, dude, your hair, like, I wish my dad would let me dye mine. And he's like, what? And he goes to the bathroom and like, the shot where he's looking at himself in the mirror and then he like turns his face to the side in horror is just like burned in my memory. And yeah, he's freaking out. He notices his ears are pointy and he's like, truly what the hell is going on? I need to figure this out. Yeah. And <laughs> the red is also a frosted. I know it kind of looks more orange to me. Yeah. No, it looks cool. It's like, it's not <laughs> passing for natural redhead at all, no. but I kind of loved the vibe. I was like, it's cool. Yeah. This um, is where one of the quotes though. Yes. The Irish quote. No. Oh, oh. My dad won't let me die mine. He's got this thing about Dennis Rodman. Oh, yeah. How did no one? Oh, no yes. One, but that's when I'm like, get a laugh track in here. It would have helped. Yeah, it would have helped. There's also a part where Kyle realizes that he's like shorter than Russell. Yeah. And he says in like the crazy. Oh, ir- yeah, say it's her. I'll try it. Oh, saints preserve us. Oh, I'm getting shorter. Yeah. <laughs> he says that. And he like really commits to it in a way that is, you know, it's like, even though it's insane, like I really respect this actor's commitment to just go all out with this insane moment. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) In that moment, he was an actor. Exactly. And Russell really brushes past it. Like I would be like, wait, hold up. Don't leave yet. Like, what did you just do? I've never heard you speak like that in our whole friendship. (laughs) And he says it like, so it's so funny. That was him paying his, uh, sag dues yes entirely that he did not have to pay that month so kyle rushes home and he rushes into his house and as if things weren't insane enough now his mom is the the size of like a boot a boot yeah exactly and she's sitting on their counter and kyle's like what the literal fuck he's shorter he has red hair and now his mom is the size of a boot and she's like kyle i i do have something else i need to tell you uh i am a leprechaun actually and and it's also so funny in this part because the dad is like i know it's a lot to take in like trust me when i first met your mom i was like and kyle's like wait wait wait, you're not a leprechaun too are you dad and he's like oh no i'm from cleveland like that's (laughs) still the the line which i love (laughs) so they don't know actually why she is going full leprechaun mode right now they're like it might just be an allergic reaction to some boiled potatoes like I wouldn't worry, but this is when she's like, you know, Kyle, ultimately you are half leprechaun. So that's why you're changing a little bit too. And this is when she starts to talk about her family for the first time, the clan O'Reilly. And she says that 
the clan O'Reilly has always had this luck. And as long as they have their luck, they can pass as normal humans. Mm -hmm. And that's not great because Kyle has lost that luck. Yes, all the luck is in the coin. The coin's gone. So now no more luck. Yeah. And yeah, he tells his mom like, mom, I lost the coin. I think someone might have stolen it. And he's like, I bet it was this old man that I saw at the Luck of the Irish Festival. And the mom immediately is like, gray hair. Did he have a snake on the sole of his shoe? And he's like, yeah, that's the guy. And she's like, your own granda. Yes. <gasps> Shocking. Well, the old man was his grandpa. And it's tense. It's really tense because the mom basically had a falling out with the grandpa because she married a man that was not a leprechaun and leprechauns are not into that problematic as fuck. So basically now the family is like, okay, we need to do something about this because our luck has run out. We need to get this coin back. And they know where the grandpa is actually, even though they've had a falling out with him, the parents know that he owns Emerald Isle, the potato chip company that we briefly mentioned earlier. And they're like, we gotta go to the factory. We gotta confront him. So they do, they, they drive there and the mom waits in the car because she's again, the size of a green bean or yeah, the, a boot, whatever we said. So just the dad and Kyle go in and they tell a security guard, like, you know, we're here to see Mr. O'Reilly, like we're his son-in-law, grandpa, whatever. And they're waiting. And eventually the security guard, well, there's also a really bad joke here. Kyle is asking his dad, like, so why, like, why aren't leprechauns allowed to marry uh, non-leprechauns? And he literally says sometimes leprechauns can be small-minded. And I'm like, boo, kind of bad joke. Kind of a Come low one. Yeah. Yeah, kind of stupid. And it's like, if you're married to a leprechaun, I don't think you should be making those sorts of jokes. True. <laughs> like, I think you, you should You are be indeed married to a leprechaun. Fully. Maybe be a little more respectful. So the security guard is kind of giving off a bad vibe, and he's like, Mr. O'Reilly doesn't even have a daughter, so I don't know who you people are. and Because they're estranged. They are. And so they're quite literally thrown out of the building. Like, they go yes, flying. like, thrown. It's aggressive. And it's shocking. Yeah, and so they're like, okay, that didn't work. But just then, a tour group arrives, and Bonnie is among the people in the group. So Kyle just sort of stealthily joins this crew to, like, slip back into the building. Yeah, basically, Bonnie is in, like, I forget the exact name, but basically, like, a young scholars program. And young, this is, yeah. like, a field trip. And Kyle tries to ask the tour guide, like, oh, like, are we going to see Mr. O'Reilly's office? And she's like, no, he's busy. We're not doing that. And Bonnie now realizes that he's here. So they kind of hang back from the rest of the group. And she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, Mr. O'Reilly has my coin. She's like, what the hell? He's like, that's my grandpa. He's totally stealing my shit. And as they're having this conversation, a security guard is like intruders just because they're like a little bit apart from the crowd and they start like chasing after them like really aggressively. It's the security guard that sees them on like, I don't know, like the little TV security camera. And I think he recognizes Kyle and that's why. Oh, okay. That's what I'm guessing because I think he sees Kyle and is like, oh, he got in somehow. Right. That's what I thought. If I had that man's job and I saw a couple of teenagers who were like scooting off somewhere, Immediately, up to no good. I would kick them out. <laughs> yeah, what are they doing? I like, a, I will cross the street. Yeah, when you see if, teens, if there's a bunch of teens that just got out of school because they oh, are yeah. bouncing off of stuff. And there was a time they're reckless. When that, that was me. <laughs> I was out there, and you know what I did? 
I made bad choices. <laughs> I made mistakes. <laughs> I destroyed property. That wasn't mine. Like, so no. It's because yeah. I was in those shoes that I would be calling. You know what teens are up to. Exactly. And you know they're up to no good. And Got now it. we enter, like... Big fat liar vibe. Yes. I know where it's like yes. this chase, a chase through scene. a factory. Yeah. yeah. I know. And I will say the factory scenes are the parts I remember the best for some reason. I don't know why this is the part I remember the most. But yeah, basically it's really intense. I mean, Bonnie and Kyle get on like a golf cart type vehicle and the security guards are like aggressively trying to commandeer this vehicle. Bonnie is like really screaming because this is <laughs> frightening. Yeah. And Kyle, like, kind of gets away and is climbing up a ladder, and a security guard, like, grabs his pant leg, and then he falls yeah. down, like, a chute. I remember the chute part so well from, I think it was in the trailer, of it him is. going down the chute and be like, ah! And it's holding on to his little bucket I have in this entire yes, film. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah, he's going down this little chute, and he falls into, like, a dumpster at the end. Also, would like to briefly address... I think another part of this movie that made me raise my eyebrows as a child and... Even now, does everywhere in America think they invented the potato chip? Oh wait, no. Like, we, yes, we. Ha I have research on this. Yeah, because yes. Saratoga Springs potato we chip lady. invented the potato chip. Our Honestly, hometown. Like, we didn't. There's well, no way we did. I'm sorry. Well, didn't we also invent the tuxedo or come up with a name some for the tuxedo? That. That's what I've always heard, but it could be folklore. Well, okay, I do kind of think we invented the potato chip because from the research I did, it's like it's not necessarily that that was the first time it was ever made, but it does seem to be that that's, like, what launched it becoming popular mm. and, like, widespread and, like, manufactured on, like, a large scale. Potato chip lane, anyone? <laughs> so what you're saying is that it's where it was first maybe mass produced and packaged and sold. No, I'm just saying the uh, alleged, like, incident actually seems like it maybe did happen and was, like what sparked it to be produced on a mass scale. Like people started really talking about the potato chip after that. I can't wait to hear your history. Okay. I mean, my history is definitely not like full fact, but it's like, it's one take on what I happened mean, I'll, with I'll the potato I'll take chip. your take. I think you know, you must know the story. If You, you know that I remain suspicious and was yeah. born this way. No, I think you should. I, I think it's definitely not a confirmed Gaga. tale and therefore you should remain skeptical. Um, but basically for anyone who doesn't know, we are all from Saratoga Springs and there That's is a, a legend <laughs> that the potato chip was invented. <laughs> basically, it goes back to 1853 when George Crumb, um, who was a cook at Moon, Crumb? Yeah, at the Moon Lake Lodge Resort in Saratoga, there was a fussy customer who some say was Cornelius Vanderbilt. So that is definitely not confirmed. Ooh. And this, okay, money. this patron kept like sending back his fries, requesting thinner and thinner and crispier and crispier fries. Good for him. And George Crumb was like, I'm fucking sick of this fellow. I'm going to make these so thin and so crispy that no one would want to eat these. What he ended up with was a potato chip. And this man was like, these are amazing, my good sir. You have... You have really, failed at your mission. You've really found something special here. Yeah. And that is one theory of how the potato chip came to be. I do think it's cool that apparently this man, whose real name was George Speck, is apparently buried in the Malta Ridge Cemetery. And you can, like, see his grave, which is for some reason interesting to me. I do just want to mention and circle back that yes. the reason Noreen mentioned that a lot of people think they invented the potato chip and a lot of people try to claim that is because the grandpa claims that he invented the potato chip and he claims like 
that knowing that that happened over a hundred years ago at this point. And so it's like kind of implying that he's immortal vibes. I mean, <laughs> it makes sense that leprechauns would never die. No, I mean, it definitely, yeah, it doesn't not make sense. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to buy it. Yeah. Imagine this never happened and the mom never told Kyle. And then he's like 60 and he's like, mom, like, why are you still alive? <laughs> but it's like 80 and he's like, mom, mom, shouldn't, shouldn't your time have come by now? Yeah. And she's like, um, that's the funnest part about family secrets. They're going to come out. That's true. Yeah. They're going to come out because, you know, one day someone's going to start shrinking. True. <laughs> so true. So, Ooh, true. so true. You never know. They're going to have to say, you know. Yeah. Someone's going to spit in a tube, send it to Ancestry.com, oh, people. Right. And we're going to find out. But basically to go back a little bit, when Kyle falls down the chute into a dumpster, his grandfather is there. It very quickly comes out that the grandfather didn't actually steal this coin because Kyle and him are walking. Kyle's like, I don't want to be a leprechaun. His grandfather's like, too bad, so sad. You are a leprechaun. But did your mom not tell you that like, it's fine. You can pass for not as long as you're wearing your coin. And he's like, I don't have my coin. You have my coin. The grandpa's like, I literally don't. Don't accuse me. Yeah. He's like, I don't have it. And then he's like, I feel like your mom probably took it. And um, then Kyle's like, no, she didn't. Like, she's a full leprechaun right now. Like, she, we don't have the coin. And now the grandpa is getting it, and he's starting to get pretty nervous. Yeah, and Kyle mentions, like, oh, maybe it happened when I went to see Seamus McTiernan. And he's like, Seamus McTiernan, why didn't you mention him before? He Drama. definitely took it, that asshole. Yes. That Elvis impersonator. Totally. He does look like he would be an Elvis impersonator. Oh, like, that was rough to look at. <laughs> Part of me thought that Seamus, it, we, it was going to come out that like he's not actually Irish. Like I thought that was going to be I know. the plot line, but no, it's not. No, he does look like Elvis, full on Elvis. Um, and also at this point, Kyle asks the grandpa, he's like, why aren't you like changing at the same rate as my mom? And he says, um, it's not easy for an old man to change, <laughs> which is such a good quote. I love it. So and so real and so true. The oh. grandpa was dropping bars yeah he was bars. constantly throughout the entire movie almost anything that came out of his mouth and so now that kyle and his grandfather are kind of aligned on like okay seamus is the problem they go back outside together and bonnie is just along for the ride at this point and she's like okay damn you're from a family of leprechauns that's yeah. chill i'm along for the ride and the grandfather and the mom do have words and the mom does punch her dad despite being tiny yeah, but then that's intense to punch your dad. <laughs> but it's kind of more like flicking him because of how yeah, little she is. so small. But, and Kyle is just like, guys, can't we put this in the past? And at first they're like, <sighs> but then the grandpa's like, I guess it is kind of crazy to be holding a grudge about this marriage when like the product of your marriage is like old. Like he's full grown. Like, I guess I should just let this go. Yeah. And yeah, so it's kind of awkward to be like, you should have never married him in front of your grandson because it's like, you're kind of saying, I wish you didn't exist. I know. Which and is I, a pretty dark thing to say. Yeah. And I think he kind of realizes that because I think he is starting to have an affinity for his grandson. So the family is all united now. They're like, we're going to go confront Seamus. So we see that they get into this green convertible, which is the grandpa's car. And it's a great car. <laughs> It's so cool. He has the such grandpa. fashion. It's He's so a legend. Cool. So they're driving in this car, and on their way, they do run into Russell, who just gets in the car as well, also yeah. just along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, and Russell's like, dude, like, why is that guy we saw at the fair here? 
and then <laughs> Kyle tells him like that's my granddad and then the grandpa says the most Irish thing I've ever heard in my life Kyle it's not our way to be telling the whole world all about us <laughs> Which is so Irish. That is not the quote Wait, oh. I was thinking of. Oh. But um, what's yours? That's such a good one, though. Yeah, that is. I, so I don't Irish. even know exactly the it's movie. Not when it our way to No, I love it. Like, oh, it's when the grandpa, the grandfather, the granda mm-hmm. is playing um, the little the flute, the flute, the handpipe. Oh, not I, handpipe. I know what you're gonna say. Oh, and he's like, "Why are you doing that, grandpa?" Yeah, and he says, "It's how I manifest despair." <laughs> Mm. I needed I yeah. needed to pause the pause yeah. and lay down a minute cuz he had no business <laughs> up until this point in the movie we are struggling to keep up with what's real what's not real yeah what, right right like what's um so much of it is so goofy fantasy yeah and then you just say <laughs> these absolute truth bombs I know with so like where Oscar. I know. Also, the grandpa at this point in the movie is growing a huge beard. So that's that's how they're showing us that he's also leprechaunifying. Yeah. But so the family does arrive at the fairground and they agree to send the dad in to confront Seamus, I guess, because they're like, you're the biggest now. <laughs> yeah. And so we're getting smaller by the second you have to do it. Yeah. And so he goes and like Seamus has like an RV that he travels in. A and, caravan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so sketch vibes. Oh, he's so sketchy. I know. And the dad, like, jumps up on this RV and then very much jump scare. Seamus is in the window of the RV and he's like, yeah. <sighs> and he almost drives the vehicle onto the car where the whole crew is sitting. Like, he almost runs over them all and, like, commits a mass yes, murder. Seriously. But- I do have to say, props to Seamus, in that... In this caravan is the first instance of a Celtic symbol I've seen. Oh, he's got like, and honestly, okay, I don't have Disney Plus, so did I watch it on like a one, two, three movies? Like I did. Okay, I did. So the pixels, not perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> nice, <laughs> so good. But he has, uh, like, I mean, they look like they were printed out of the same computer that um, Kyle was searching on earlier. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. images of like. Typed it. Somebody typed in like Celtic knot, and then they taped it to like the fridge. <laughs> That's but probably what happened. It was the first time that I'd ever seen any kind of yeah familiar in familiar right um, right type of decoration or right symbol. And but no, he is evil. Sorry. Right, and and not only is he evil, and not only does he have Celtic imagery in his RV, but we also see that he has a crew. And one of his flunkies is that dude that knocked Kyle down. So we're like, okay. That guy definitely, like, when he knocked Kyle down, like, took his coin. But, like, he works for Seamus. Mm -hmm. And so now there's a full-on car chase moment where our good guy crew is trying to chase after Seamus and his crew in their RV. But Seamus' boys throw corned beef and cabbage out the window. And it gets... (laughs) What a waste of corned beef and cabbage. Yeah. (laughs) And it gets all over the windshield. They end up getting a flat tire... And they don't have a spare because the grandfather is so used to good luck. He's like, I've never needed a spare. I'm sorry. I don't have one. And so now they're stuck in like a sketchy alleyway and they don't know what to do. And everybody's getting really down and things aren't looking good for them. And Kyle's like, Russell, you got to get home. You have a game to play tonight. Like, 
not me. I can't play looking like this. And like, besides, I suck at basketball anyways. I was never even good in the first place. Yeah, I was only good because I was lucky, which is so sad. I really do feel for him because this has been like, yeah, his identity, as Noreen was saying, his whole life. Yeah. And now he's like, I wasn't even good at the one thing that I like based my whole personality around. And Bonnie is like, you know, sports aren't everything, Kyle. Like things could be worse. And of course, as soon as she says that, it starts pouring rain. Mm-hmm. And Bonnie sort of starts lecturing them all. She's like, you know what? Everyone has bad luck sometimes. It's part of life. Like, you need to keep trying. And then she starts, like, schooling them on the Irish experience. Yes. Yeah. She's like, yeah. When the Irish first got here, like, no one wanted to give them jobs. And they had to work so hard. And, yeah, just giving them an Irish history lesson to uh, motivate them and empower them. Yeah. And she's like, you know, they they weren't getting paid enough. And and this is when there is pretty crazy casual mention of slavery in a way that just doesn't feel uh, uh, like it's so mis like yeah basically russell who is who's black yeah who is black chimes in and is like at least they got paid and it's supposed to be like i guess this i don't know if it's supposed to be funny but it's just like such a subtle way to be like remember racism and it's just I like know. they don't give enough attention to it and it's just awkward and they don't pull it off and it's like oh and it's just like the script was written by white people i'm just like we don't need this from you i feel bad that this young actor had to say this bullshit line i know i know, I know. It's, it's just sweet. like it's just awkward oh no. and also yeah this whole scene is just again american propaganda mm. bonnie's like you know like what makes the Irish special is they never gave up. And like, I'm an American. We all are. And like Americans don't give up. We like keep working so hard. And mm-hmm. it's like, boo. It's so yeah. heavy handed and Get just like wrong. Hustle yeah. culture out of my house. Keep it 2001. We don't want it. Yeah. And just when she gives this speech about America being amazing, the sun comes out. Mm, true. Yeah. And now everyone is, like, so inspired by this speech. They're like, yeah, let's start working to get this entire situation fixed. And Bonnie and Kyle kind of chat. And Kyle thanks her for being there throughout this whole journey. And he's like, you being here kind of makes me feel like maybe all my luck isn't gone. Okay, romance. And then I hate what she says back. She says, do you really mean that? Or is it just Blarney? (laughs) (laughs) And there's obviously a rainbow after the storm because duh. And the grandpa's like, oh my God, rainbow. Like, let's follow it to the end. And Russell's like, I mean, you can't actually get to the end of a rainbow. Like that's, it's just refracted light. And the grandpa's like, I'm a leprechaun. Don't be telling me about rainbows. I think I would know a little better than you. And they do follow this rainbow and it does lead them to a restaurant where Seamus is sitting having a bite with his crew. They peer at them through a window and they're singing a song. They're singing Molly Malone, Sarah. Oh, they are singing Molly they're Malone. Singing Molly Malone. That's, uh, oh. I loved that moment. And they take this opportunity to sneak into the RV while the guys are distracted. And they see Seamus's safe and the grandpa magically unlocks it. And he's just casually like, oh, yeah, leprechauns can do that. It's like, okay. I don't understand the rules in this movie about what leprechauns can and can't do at all. We're not I working know. with um, any center of logic. No. And they see that this safe, once they get it open, is filled with coins. And Kyle is able to tell right away that his is right on top. But the grandpa's like, oh, just to be safe, we should just take it all. <gasps> the grandpa wants to be immoral and take the whole thing. Which... 
kind of stan. <laughs> Thank <No>. you. <laughs> oh, no, you don't no, mean that? Honestly, I was going to say. No, yeah. yeah. I, I do to an extent because this is a, like a shady guy and like. He, it's not like they're stealing from a, a good person. Well, he stole all these. Yeah, so I do, you know, I do support him in this, actually. But yeah, basically, him. Kyle and his grandfather disagree a little bit here because, again, it's more rah, rah, rah America. Kyle's like, we didn't come to America to steal. We came here to work hard and make something of ourselves and blah, blah, blah. And the grandfather's like, you know what? It's worth pot of gold to hear you count yourself among the little people that's what he says it's a weird scene and now that they have their coin back their luck has returned so you know kyle does start growing his ears and his hair are back to normal and the grandpa's beard starts to shrink but <gasps> then <sighs> this is insane so basically like a ghostly image of Seamus appears, like just his head. Yes. Why are we now in Halloween Town? I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's so weird. And like the Seamus, the specter of Seamus, like grabs the grandfather's beard <laughs> and is like O'Reilly and sucks him into the pot. But this is my <gasps> favorite part: is after all that drama, Seamus and the grandpa just walk into the RV. I'm like, <laughs> why didn't we need? All of that, like, waste of your budget for that when Seamus could have just walked in and been like, well, we see that he has the Irish Step Center, so maybe he's just all about, you know, the production, and, you know, he loves a show, mm. he loves a performance. So maybe it was really just about that. True. I think this is the point in the film where um, it stops knowing what it is. Yeah. yeah. They're like, I let's like, just throw it all at the wall at the end, see what I happens. Think someone got fired, someone got rehired, uh, something happened. Yeah. It really I'm guessing, feels that I don't way. Know, it was not on set, but it feels <laughs> like someone said, I know what this needs. Let's take it in this direction. I, yeah. I mean, I watched this movie in two sittings, and the first 40 minutes, I was like, this movie's amazing. And then I was like, what happened? No, it goes downhill. It definitely goes downhill. So Seamus is like, I'll let your grandpa go if you give me back the coin. And Kyle's like, I'll make a bet with you. If I can beat you at, and all he says is sports. If I can beat you at sports, you have to let my grandpa go and give me back the coin. Damn. And, and I don't know about you guys, like this whole next sequence, like <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Like, I, this, feel like I feel like I was on acid. Me too. It was honestly very similar to the pixel perfect like when they're in the cloud scenes where i was just like what movie is this now it's so weird so basically it's like now nighttime and uh, i mean kyle and russell are wearing dressed in kilts yes and they have those hats i i had to look up the name of them the tudor renaissance hats they look like what you would see in like a shakespeare play mm -hmm. on a man yes. they have like feathers in them and yeah they're doing all these different challenges against seamus and there's these wooden goalposts that have like flags that come down that mm -hmm. unfurl to like keep score right and it's supposed to be kind of like yeah ancient gaelic games they they do hurling which is like a sport with like you know stick and a ball it's basically field hockey yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and not to flex on behalf of my grandma who was <gasps> captain of her field hockey team okay, back so in ireland oh my that's God. right Susie. So, yeah, basically they do hurling and then they also do like they're tossing chariot wheels. And at one point when Seamus and Kyle are wrestling, um, Seamus is like, do you know why I want that coin so bad? And Kyle's like, greed. And he's like, no power. I'm going to get every <gasps> leprechaun's coin and then I'm going to be king of the leprechauns. Damn. 
And okay, there's also this really random part that Kyle says this like apropos of nothing when when Seamus says that he'll be king of the leprechauns, Kyle's like, okay, well, in America, we don't believe in kings. We believe in baseball. But then they don't even play baseball. It's like, why did he say that? Like (laughs) kings and baseball aren't like the same thing. Like potato, potato. Like, why does he say that? It's so it makes no sense. Yeah. It's like it doesn't lead to anything. Yeah. It's he's just like this movie's all about being like America is awesome. Basically, what ends up happening in this uh, in these games is the last challenge they do is step dancing, and Kyle really brings his own American twist to the step dancing, and he starts break dancing. There is a stunt double. Yeah, it's a thing that happens, and it turns out that they actually at the end of all of this tie. But Seamus, little snake that he is, is like, oh, we said if you won, I would give you back your coin. <gasps> Kyle's like, oh, like, fine. Like, here's my coin. And then he's like, oh, well, like you said, you'd let my grandpa go at least. And he's like, I said I might let him go. Or I might just make him my slave. Like, I find Seamus, use of come on. slave inappropriate. It's so honestly. inappropriate. Like, for this context. You don't get just, but I, I agree. It's like, why did we need this? Like, this has nothing to, again, like, just totally, like, bizarre and inappropriate. And then they take it even farther because Kyle's like, I'll make you another bet. And Seamus is like, you don't have anything left to bet. And he's like, okay, I'll be your slave if I win. It's like, (gasps) why this? Added the grossest layer. I know. And I'm like, okay, so I get that it's the Disney channel. Maybe you don't want to make it religious. You don't want to bring Catholicism into it, which I find to be such a strong identity point. But then you're going to play around in these other areas. You're going to make weird one-off comments like, referring to slavery and then but not address it I but know. then hop over and then like have this older it, elvis impersonator yeah say that he's gonna make this little red-haired boy his slave it's what's so happening weird. yeah it's a lot going on he has like a peacock feather in his hair i i, I it's so bizarre and also i will say that there is at least one decom that deals with religion because we watched Full Court Miracle, which is about um like a Jewish kid and his family. And yeah. they, they talk about God like about intervening that. in a basketball game. So it's yeah. like Did you guys do that episode night? Yeah. Oh my we did. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, I actually I do love like that, that one. movie. And so at this point, Kyle's like, okay, I bet that I can beat you at basketball even without my luck. And I believe that that he can beat this Elvis impersonator without his luck. I believe in him. I do too. And he says this really interesting thing. He's like, okay, okay, but if I win, not only do I get the coin and my grandpa, but you must never leave the land of my fathers again, the shores of Erie. And so it's like, okay, the shores of Erie. Interesting. Interesting. And now it's time for the basketball game. And Russell and Kyle are there super late. Okay, did you guys catch this? It's sort of implied here that they were just in Ireland. Like, that's where the games took place. No, they were in Ireland. (laughs) But, like, why did they need to go to Ireland? They were transported there. I didn't notice them first either. So clear they didn't have the budget because they're just like, okay, if it's going to be Ireland, it's night. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were like, (laughs) we can't show any of the scenery. So now they're at their school's basketball game, but Seamus is here playing for the other team. And also, the grandfather is, in fact, here shackled to the backboard of the basketball hoop, perched on top of it, because he's still Seamus' prisoner. And he's just watching from up there, shackled. Mm. And, mm. you know, the game starts out a little... It's not going so well at first. The grandpa ends up giving Russell a coin and telling him it's lucky, but really it's not. He's just, you know, very much 
preaching this idea of a lot of luck is just believing you have it, you know, confidence in yourself and all that. Yeah. Kyle talks to his grandpa about this. He's like, wait, you gave Russell a coin? Wasn't it fake? And the grandpa's like, yeah, but like he has all the luck he needs inside of him. And then Kyle's like, yeah, and so do I. Oh, Russell's the hero of this film. I like Russell a lot. Yeah, Russell's awesome. I like most characters that aren't Seamus. And I don't dislike, I mean, actually, I guess I kind of do dislike Kyle, but I like Ryan Merriman. He's cute. I like Kyle. I don't, I don't like dislike him, but like, he's kind of fine, you know? Okay. You like him. I oh. thought he was a good protagonist. I actually liked Ryan Merriman more in this movie than in Smart House. No, I, I agree. thought he was more of like a developed character. Yeah, that's and we, true. We got to see more of like his like acting Yeah, chops. I actually like thought he led the film really well. Like, <laughs> oh, Saints Preserve us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, we get in charge. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You think, know what, though? What? A quick connection to Smart House. Mm-hmm. The beginning of C'est la vie. People say I look like me, Dad. Yes, Noreen. That's that so important. Is the connective Back tissue? We're gonna start this episode <laughs> in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say I look like me, Dad. So, oh, there is a line that I think is actually cute in this part when Seamus tells Kyle that he's nothing without his luck, and Kyle says, "Nobody's nothing." I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Oh, that's sweet. Nobody's nothing. Nobody's nothing. It's so true. No, I could cry at that. No, I know. Like actually, like I was like, damn. Okay found wow they start to really like rack up the points at this part in the game yeah. like they're doing well and of course um the score is obviously tied 74 to 74 as it should be we love the suspense tiebreaker let's go now Seamus is really like out for blood now that he's like okay I might not win this and his hair turns red he grows a beard and has pointy ears and glowing green evil he's scary uh, he's scary yeah it's like it's like his look wasn't good before and now it's even worse he becomes i don't know if you guys um know much about irish folklore i really mythology. don't no no i mean like same <laughs> the term the grandfather used it at first and i was like never heard of that before in my entire life far daring oh no what's that he says it initially when seamus is first brought up Calls him a far daring. Oh. And then, or a fear daring. Like, it's, oh, it's yes. pronounced different ways in the film and also on Wikipedia. So, um, it's a fairy. Ooh. But, but is love it fairies. Is it like an evil fairy? It's an evil fairy. Okay. Um, so, the word fear daring means red man, supposedly. And it's said to wear a red coat and cap. They are also sometimes known as rat boys, as they are <laughs> <laughs> said to be rather fat, have dark, hairy skin. Long snouts and skinny tails. Not rat boys. Um, they're classified as a solitary fairy along with the leprechaun and the, a word I don't know, so we're skipping it, sorry. Uh -huh. All of whom are the most sluttish. <laughs> <laughs> sluttish. Yes. Yes. As they should. <laughs> no, I'm kind of becoming a fan now. I like, yeah. don't remember this from Rat boys, sluttish. <laughs> I love slutty rats. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. That's my type. Mm -hmm. So. Most sluttish slouching during <laughs> mischievous phantoms. <laughs> um, the far daring in particular is described as one who busies himself with practical joking, especially with cruelsome joking. Ooh. One example is replacing... <laughs> so sorry. It's not funny. Oh, no. But it's so funny. Uh, sorry. One example of this is replacing babies with changelings. Oh. They're also said to have some connection to nightmares. Oh. Okay, huh. so damn. So there's like spooky little rat boys who are 
sluts. <laughs> yes, kings. And <laughs> if that doesn't describe Seamus. So obviously, yeah. um, we know exactly what they're wearing. They're in some like 501s. <laughs> they have one earring. Totally. Total, Total rap boy energy. Yeah, Seamus is kind of going full demon slash fear daring mode in this part. He's looking pretty evil. And he starts like aggressively trying to block Kyle from like making a final. Give me the ball. Ugh. Yeah, it's like scary. Like a demon. So Kyle really can't make a shot for the life of him with this demon on his ass. But he does manage to bounce past to his buddy Russell. Yes, and Russell scores and they win. So thank God. Thank God. Thank God. The stakes were really high and really inappropriate. And also inexplicably, the gym is now empty, except for Seamus and his crew and yeah, Kyle. Was and this his a crew. fantasy? Like I don't fully understand. Was this reality? Was this a fantasy? Do the we fact know? That this wasn't a dream. <laughs> I know. Like, but imagine I if it was all a dream. Much hoping, <laughs> waiting for the the like, oh, Kyle wakes up and we see that green eye open again. And so Seamus is like, yeah, okay, you won, whatever. And Kyle's like, do you remember the rest of our bet? And Seamus is like, yeah, yeah, I know. You're sending me home. And he's like, no, no, yeah, I'm sending you to the shores of Erie. And Seamus is like, okay, dude, if you're going to be Irish now, like at least learn how to pronounce your homeland. Because he thinks he's saying the Irish name for for Ireland is like spelled kind of like Erie, but it's like air or like era if you say it with a little bit of an... The Eras tour. <laughs> We're sending you on the Eras tour. We're sending you on the Eras tour. Seamus is like, no. <laughs> yeah, he's team Kim and Kanye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so basically this little loophole of Seamus thinking that Kyle didn't know the correct correct pronunciation. He thinks he was sending him back home to Ireland. Mm. When really Kyle is like, oh, no, I said you're going to my father's homeland. My father's from Cleveland. Ooh, now he has to be in Cleveland. And this boring. is the hottest thing he's done all the time. I know. Basically, Seamus gets sucked up into the sky and plopped down in Lake Erie. Insane. That's what, that's what he meant by the shores of Erie. It really, this movie was like pixel perfect in that way of just like, and now we're really off course in a way that is so shocking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did like, I do remember this like Cleveland punchline joke well though somehow, even though I don't remember the sports scene and I actually do. I remember like the it. like the beginning at the dinner table, like the we're from Cle- Cleveland part. But I remember this part too of like, my dad's from Cleveland. Like I remember yeah. this payoff. I don't know how, like I think I just like slept through parts of this movie. I don't know. <laughs> I have family in Ohio. You do? Yeah. You might want to leave this out because it might ruin my credit. <laughs> It might, like, ruin my testimony as an expert witness. Yeah. Um, but Helen Liu, Ryan, who has red hair and is my grandma on my dad's side. Lives um, in Ohio? No, she's from Ohio. She's the one who took all the photos who I have the pictures from. You're literally Kyle. Fuck you. You're half Ohioan, <laughs> half Irish. <laughs> Yeah, and also I forgot to mention that Seamus, before he gets uh, plopped into Lake Erie, like, he he shrinks down, like, and this, again, special effects are, you gotta see him to believe him. Absolutely nuts. And now the crowd in the gymnasium is inexplicably back. They were gone to film I this understand. scene. I don't understand. Was the all. basketball game real? I don't. No, if we're so. meant to know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the the crowd is back and they're all cheering for Kyle and Russell. 
And uh, Kyle says to Bonnie, luck's got nothing to do with it in this part. So he's like, it's his way of showing her, like, I learned the lesson you were trying to teach me, girl. And people are lifting Russell and Kyle on their shoulders. And throughout the movie, Russell has, like, alluded to the fact that his dad is hard to impress and is, like, stern and expects a lot of him. And we see that he's really proud of him here. They hug, right? Yeah. He really says, I'm proud of you. And it's definitely, like, ADR. Like, it's, <laughs> oh, it's a little too loud, a little too harsh. Yeah. And I still fucking love it. Aww. I still love it. Because Russell really deserved that moment. I love dads being very proud. And nobody analyzed that. Thank you. <laughs> we won't. We'll leave that up to no interpretation. <laughs> and also Bonnie, we, we get sprinklings. We've mentioned this a little bit more. But yeah, Bonnie also has mentioned that her dad is hard to impress. Mm-hmm. And He's very concerned about college for her. Yeah. And in this part, Kyle's grandfather, like, kind of intercedes on Bonnie's behalf with her dad. He, he makes up a lie. He's like, we're really considering her for our college scholarship, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just like using his power as a local businessman to be like. Yeah, he's shady like that. <laughs> and I see that for him. Nothing's more shady than a local businessman. <laughs> so true. Yeah, but he's just like, yeah, this is a real amazing girl you've got in your hands. And he's like, but I will say this. One thing colleges really look for is a sport. So like. Any sports she could play? He is not wrong. Like, colleges do want you to be well-rounded. Like, she should be playing basketball. Yeah. And this is his way of, of helping her out because he's, he knows that she wants to play basketball. And her dad's like, oh, yeah, 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 she's going to. <laughs> he's lying, too. to impre- Like, there's just a lot of lying going on. I know a bunch of fucking liars. It's a weird dance. They're doing a dance. A step dance. <laughs> they are. It's, yeah. It's a Irish step. <laughs> yeah. Also, the grandfather says to Bonnie's dad, he's like, you're a lucky father. And aren't we all lucky to be living in this grand nation where anything is possible? The like, propaganda. It's so on the nose. America, like, America. That's what that this movie is saying. I'm like, I thought this was about Ireland. Yeah, I didn't know this, this was a nationalistic like, film. Subsidized? Subsidized? Like, Did maybe. America sponsored. Is that what the special effects are so stellar? <laughs> are so top-notch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what other conclusion to draw. And now we cut to Kyle step dancing at Heritage Day. We've come full circle. We're back w- where we began at the beginning with his nightmare. But now it's not a nightmare at all. The crowd is cheering. The crowd loves his step dancing. In what world? I know he'd be bullied so hard. Totally. I just don't think he's very good. He can't so, do the high kick. Well, because now okay. he doesn't have his luck. Like, <laughs> no, he has it back. Oh, but oh yeah, I guess he does. I can't believe he got like didn't say like I don't need my luck. I just well, the don't sad thing about it outfit. is he wouldn't be he would be a leprechaun. Yeah, he literally has he no needs choice to have the luck. To use his luck. Yeah, you're right. You're Unless right. he wants to just live freely as a leprechaun. I think we're making the mistake of trying to find logic within <laughs> the with an science, insane film. Which I know is pretty rude because in fantasy there's supposed to be something grounding. There is. There is nothing grounding in this. No. Except for the grandpa's words yes. of wisdom. So true. This um, part. And not the America stuff. I do specifically mean. Yeah, no. The earlier. Oof. Yeah. Bangers. After. So first of all, what you need to know is that Kyle, not only is he step dancing, but he is wearing a um, a Cleveland shirt. So he's repping both sides of his family. He's repping Seamus's prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bonnie comes out on stage. And they they join together in song. <laughs> they perform This Land is is my land. This is straight up a propaganda film. I know. 
like I didn't remember this really from childhood. Like my memory was fuzzy and I just don't remember it being so America is better. America's the best. It's so like that. Well, we also grew up in, you know what? 9-11's going to come up. <laughs> we also grew up in this time that was like yeah. when we were in elementary school. Yeah, this is 2001. There was an immediate rush of all of this pro-military yeah. pro. Do you remember the mili- the commercials you'd see on TV? Oh, yeah. Like, or, like kind of almost like encouraging people to sign up commercials. Is that what you mean or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, no, oh, yeah. For the military. Yeah. And no, it is true because, I mean, I remember like singing this song in school. Like, remember like in like library class, I have a memory of singing this song. And also just like, remember Flag Day? Like we had to sing all those patriotic um, songs and like pledge our allegiance to the literal flag. Flag bearer. flag bearer. Same. No, Noreen, this is honestly one of my uh, biggest flexes. I was one twice. And everybody knows that shut when up. you get picked to be flag bearer, it's basically your teacher saying, you're my favorite. Totally, no, yeah. totally. That's what that is. It's like, you're responsible, but you also like, know how to have a little fun. And, and someone was always fainting at flag day every year without uh, fail. Yes, because we had so to stand up. At least three girlies were going down. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the top riser at the chorus concert. Yeah. Ooh. Because, Ooh. yeah, we had to stand up for so long in the it hot, hot out. June yeah. sun. But, okay, you know what song I still get stuck in my head, and it's from Flag Day, and I do think it slaps despite its patriotic themes. Do you remember that song that's like, we're living in the heart and the heart of America. Oh, I love that song. America. It was so yeah, good. Yeah, it was so good. The heart. That's how it ends. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. Oh my I, God, I think so it's because good. I, little person that I was, like, I, I think I, like, would go home and, like, sing that song every day. No, so that's why it's burned. that song was so good because there was, like, riffs and stuff. Basically, yes, they sing My Land Is Your Land. The whole auditorium joins in song. Everyone stands up. Bonnie and Kyle, we end with a freeze frame on them kind of, like, doing a side hug, being besties mm-hmm. after this patriotic moment. And that is the luck of the Irish. For better or worse, that is the film. A fun fact, uh, in 2012, Disney Channel India made its own adaptation of this film called <gasps> Luck Luck Kibat. Wow. And it's and honestly, like not to go too into it, but when I found that, I also found that Disney Channel India also has their own version of Good Luck Charlie called Best of Luck Nikki. And it's like literally the same exact show. Okay, love. And I watched like 10 minutes of it, even though it was in Hindi, because I was just like fascinated That's by like- That's normal. That happens like with basically every American show they yeah. do that. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. But other than that, there honestly aren't that many fun facts that I could find about this movie. I did just want to quickly read this one review that I read from a student website called The Seventh Pillar. This is a column written by Madeline Mooney. Quote, it should go without saying at this point that you should avoid this movie. It is not so much a movie as it is an insult. An insult to Ireland, an insult to the art of cinema, and an insult to the viewer's intelligence. To call this movie bad would be an understatement. It is reprehensible. Okay, I'm going to challenge that with two amazing reviews for this movie. (laughs) Okay, yes, please. Okay, these were, I think, on IMDb. Okay. One person said, this is a work of art. It should go in the Louvre. Just imagine it could sit right next to the Mona Lisa. Wait, no, it should replace the Mona Lisa. And another person said, this documentary has taught me a lot about Irish culture. Iconic. I did want to do a little bit of research on like the origin of leprechaun lore and mentions of them in Irish folklore go back to the 8th century. They are sometimes described as shoemakers, which is represented in this film. Um, they're obviously known to be tricksters. That's usually why they're depicted as having pots of gold because they are prone to stealing. 
Prior to the 20th century, they were usually depicted as wearing red and not green. Um, but, like, I honestly do think there's a lot of gaps in what's known about the history of leprechauns because, like, I'll say it's a short Wikipedia page for something so ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to explore that more at some point. Another fun fact, though, is that under EU law, leprechauns are a protected species. Um, and there's this thing in the town of Carlingford in Ireland called the Sleeve Foy Loop Trail. And it is said to be a sanctuary for Ireland's last remaining leprechauns, of which there are 236. Wow. <laughs> so they say. And then same thing with like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow myth. Like there's not a ton of consensus about where that comes from, but... There seems to be some speculation that it goes back to when the Vikings invaded Ireland in uh, 795 and how they had to, like, bury a lot of the loot that they plundered. And so legends sprung up that you could find their loot at the end of rainbows. Right, right. And then I want to touch on, like, where Luck of the Irish came from. So it was really from, like, the gold rush in the second half of the 19th century. Some of, like, the most successful miners were Irish, and that's why that kind of started. People were like, the Irish obviously have such good luck. They're finding all the gold. Um, Yeah, that's just kind of the origins of that. So this movie was written by Andrew Price, who is credited with the story, and then Mark Edward Edens is credited with the teleplay. Um, Andrew really doesn't have very many writing credits. He was a writer for Jeopardy from 2001 to 2013, and I'm like, what writing is happening? I guess just, like, the questions, certain things. Are you telling me this man has another job in which his job is about facts? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All about (gasps) facts. And then Mark wrote another decom. He wrote Don't Look Under the Bed. Oh, yeah, that's the first one, right? Is it it's not? definitely really early. It might be. I think it's the first ever. It might be. Wow. Um, that's cool. Um, this movie was directed by Paul Hone. I think that's how you say it. He has directed a ton of DCOMs. True Confessions, You Wish, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, Read It and Weep, Jump wow. In, Dad Napped, <gasps> Cheetah Girls, One World, Camp Rock 2, The Final Jam, Let It Shine, How to Build a Better Boy, and The Zombies Trilogy. Damn. And his career like spans like decades in with disney channel wow so yeah is this like seriously. a first pancake situation maybe maybe because yeah this would have been his yeah his earliest so wow yeah maybe that's wild although i will say like i feel like he really had like a style with his directing not saying it was always good but it was a style i felt yeah no i you know there's redeemable stuff about this movie for sure and then so the score because to me this score was one of the most conspicuous scores of any decom we've done like it stuck out and it was a choice yeah and at times i was like are we in like a i don't even know like a 70s like crime procedural like it was so like do 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 i was like what is this music but it was like also kind of amazing i don't know the score is as all over the place as the tone of the film is as the script is and and so the music was by christopher brady who we have mentioned in several of our past episodes yeah brady fellow brady good job noreen and yeah we did it we've talked (laughs) about him (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think our first mention of him is in our mom's gonna date with a vampire episode but he's done many decoms so to talk about the cast a little we already talked about ryan merriman in our smart house episode obviously a decom legend Henry Gibson is Riley O'Reilly, which I didn't realize the grandfather's first name was Riley as well. That's wild. (laughs) So Henry Gibson did pass away in 2009. He was on Laughing, which is the sketch comedy show that like, I feel like our parents would always talk about when we were kids. Um, He was in The Burbs with Tom Hanks. He's in The Blues Brothers. He's just like been in a lot of shit. 
Alexis Lopez is Bonnie Lopez. She has not acted since she appeared in a 2003 episode of That's a Raven. Um, similar to uh, Ryan Merriman, she still posts on Instagram to commemorate Luck of the Irish Day on St. Patrick's Day. We talked about the fact that Ryan does that in a past episode. That's why I note that. Um, so she now works for the Society Group, which I think is like a PR firm specifically for real estate. She's also involved with um, like a nonprofit. I think she's a co-founder of it and it's like a women and children empowerment uh, organization. So that's what she's up to cute. now. Yeah, very cute. Um, Glendon Chapman is Russell. He's in love and basketball and him and Kyla Pratt, Disney girly, play the young versions of the romantic leads in that. Ooh. Mm. Um, he still does act here and there, mostly like TV guest starring stuff. Um, Marita Garrity is the mom, Kate. She's in Groundhog Day and Sleeping with the Enemy. Her last credit was 2009, and I'm not sure what she's doing now. I couldn't find anything about her, to be honest, but she's in those two really big movies. So, Okay, Paul Kiernan is Bob the dad, and we've talked about him before because he's Coach Reynolds in Go Figure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize when we did Go Figure that he was in this. Yeah, I didn't remember that, but yeah. Um, Timothy Omenson is Seamus McTiernan. He has been a regular on a lot of TV shows, including Judging Amy, Psych, and Gallivant. So he's famous. He was also Kane in Supernatural. Most yeah, he has a lot of credits. Absolutely. Are none of them an Elvis impersonator? <laughs> Not that I saw, but maybe. He was so mad when Austin His Butler eyes. got there. <laughs> he's like, His eyes are so intense. <laughs> They are so He's 53 years old. I should have been Elvis in the 2022 movie. (laughs) And most recently, he had an arc on This Is Us. He played a man named Gregory who was a stroke survivor, which he himself is. He had a major stroke in 2017, but he's okay. Wow. Um, Also, just quick note, because it's funny, this is the last one. Um, Do you guys remember when they were talking about when Kyle was flopping at basketball, how another kid on the team, Drake, was like Mm -hmm. doing really well in his plays? So the guy who plays Drake... Brett Yoder is the guy in High School Musical who tells Troy and Gabriella to sing together and like you'll thank me someday. That's him. <gasps> wow, that's oh crazy. He, so he his arc, yeah, and he's also an audience member in Pixel Perfect. <gasps> oh my god. Okay, fun. So, are you telling me that High School Musical? This is all in my mind that they exist in the same universe, like the like the Irish and High School Musical, because they're both in Utah. Am I right? Yes, they are. Ooh. I'd like to think that. Troy That's and Gabriella. That's what he grew up to do. Yeah. Someday they're going to have like a leprechaun invasion in their house. That's like what's happening with them now. But we're just not going to see that chapter. Whoa. Are Bonnie and Kyle a love interest? Yeah, I guess I so. Forge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is our scale. Number one, we support this union. Number two, we have some notes. Number three, Lizzie, who are you going to believe? This boy who you are knowing your whole life or this boy who you are just meeting who says you shine like the light from the sun. A Lizzie McGuire quote, the Palo effect, kind of like a fuck boy vibe. Um, and number four, get this person to a therapist stat. Um, I think I support them, honestly. I don't know. I don't really care. that. I don't really feel that strongly one way or the other. I don't know. I guess I just feel like, he was open to her concerns about him as a person, which I think men should be. And <laughs> her concerns about him as wrong, a person. Yeah. yeah. He ended up being receptive to it and learning and growing, which for a boy that might be 14 is impressive. And I don't know. I like her. She's a good person and she's awesome and smart. And I think they can make it work. That's me. Oh, I can. I completely disagree. <laughs> I think that. 
Kyle is going to need so much therapy after this. His whole life has been a lie. He has nothing without a coin. He's going to be a terrible partner to her. She's going to be his mom, his therapist. She is going to be like, and he still has to have his luck to live like a normal person. So he's going to skate by through life, being good at everything. He Girls are always going to like him if he stays as good at basketball. He's going to cheat on her left and right. I'm giving them number four. Yeah, number four, get this person to a therapist stat about Kyle. And it's not even about, like, his inner... Like, I'm sure he's a good person, but his situation is just so fucked up. I would hate to date someone like that. She's the only one who knows what he's been through. How can he be with anyone else? Yeah, and he's going to make her miserable. It's a good situation for him. A terrible situation for her, number four. He would be so lucky. Bonnie's too good for him. I agree with Nora so strongly right now. I put three because I did feel like just four was drastic. (laughs) But, <laughs> but I do but I do hold the belief yeah. that both of these characters will need to be therapized. Um, I think that Kyle's his entire den- identity is just so fragile. <laughs> yeah. I think Bonnie's a queen. I think Bonnie yeah, love her. is smart, hardworking. Bonnie has goals. Bonnie calls it like she sees it. Kyle I is a to quote my girl, a mindless jock. <laughs> he is fumbling around, bumping into things. Yeah. And then things work out. Like, I can't, I can't take them. Do we want to do the mom and dad? Oh, I, yeah. Sure. I'll just say I support this union. They're married. They're cute. <laughs> I'm fine with them. I don't have much to say. I support them. Yeah. I I think I have some... No, I don't even really have notes because my only note would be that, like, this woman isn't living her authentic life. But then again, that's not the dad's fault. That's, like, the leprechaun vibe. Well, I just want her to, like, be able to integrate more aspects of her identity. But honestly, she couldn't or she'd be a foot tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she'd be the size of a boot. I know. So I guess I don't know enough. Noreen, you seem like you have a take on the mom and dad, but my take is just I like, do. I feel LOL. so passionate. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I think they're Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wait. Yeah, Star-crossed you're right. Star-crossed lovers. Right. She gave up potato chip money oh. to be with Mr. Cleveland. Also, I like that he just, like, kind of, I like that he lets her, he's not, I feel like he lets her do her thing. Like, I feel like she yeah. would, she'd be like, hey, she'd come in one day and she'd be like, hey, like, I'm really into this, like, new artisanal <laughs> craft and we're going to invest half the money in the house into it. And it's gonna be, he'd be like, I support you. Yeah, yeah, I get that vibe from him. And a lot of men would have run away when their girlfriend was like, so I am a leprechaun. <laughs> and so he true, didn't. so true. Um, okay, what's everybody's favorite quote? Oh, my God. Mine was the grandpa's. It's not our way to be telling the whole world all about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Mine's also the grandfather, of course, the best character in this film, um, and it's it's how I manifest despair. <laughs> it hit a little too close. <laughs> I that's I know him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He knows. It's people don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote was "Nobody's nothing" because so true. Nobody's nothing. True. And don't forget that everyone. If the luck of the Irish were a zodiac sign, I had to give this to Miss Sagittarius, the luckiest sign of the bunch. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. It's the planet of good fortune. And Kyle is that. And Sagittarians, like, they do get a reputation for being at times lazy, at times entitled, at times uh, prone to jumping ship as soon as things get tough and not just easy for them. And that's the lesson that Kyle has to learn in this movie. Also, I said this when we did Halloween Town. I gave that movie Sagittarius. Sagittarians are just sort of like zany and like odd in a way that this film just very much is. So yeah, I gave it Sagittarius. 
<laughs> I just agree. Okay. <laughs> Cosign. Okay. Could everybody please share their rose? I guess my rose is that Kyle went through something hard and I think that did make him a more empathetic person. Mine's a little chaotic. <laughs> I wrote down um, everything about the mother. Yeah. A <laughs> cab grandpa. Oh, because I love how they were like, don't trust the cops like three or four times. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. It happen. Feel, love you. Um, the fact that Molly Malone was played. My rose is the moments in this movie that feel absurdist and like like they had a sense of humor and they were in on the joke. Specifically, I love the dinner scene with the parents, with the Cleveland jokes and the zany camera angles. I love the scene when we first meet the grandfather. Like those moments that are actually funny and well done are my favorite parts of the movie. Like I just think the first half of this movie is a completely different vibe and is way better than the back half. Um so yeah what's everybody's thorn my thorn was and there was a lot I didn't like but to me the worst part was when they're doing all like the games in Ireland (laughs) that whole part I'm like why are we all of a sudden Ireland at night and there's kilts and there's like it was just a lot that was like such a tone shift to me and it was too absurd and yeah that was my thorn Noreen what's your thorn um Simply not Catholic enough. Mm. Simply misrep- just the misrepresentation, in my humble opinion, as not an expert, as just an Irish-ish. Yes, I don't even <laughs> want to say Irish American because I like <laughs> I feel like I got a shamrock tattoo on my knuckle. <laughs> like that's what that sounds like. But yeah, as an Irish adjacent, yeah, Irish American, whatever. Yeah. It miss. It was missing that. It was missing the Catholicism of it all. My thorn is the cheesy American exceptionalism and the propaganda. It was so weird. It sucked. It it took what I think could have been a good lesson, like what you were kind of getting at, Nora, and just made it horrible and weird and not the vibes. Um, also, something that I thought was really weird is like the whole movie. Bonnie's like, you gotta know your heritage. You gotta know your gotta know your heritage. I want to hear Bonnie's. I want to hear about anyone besides this Irish kids. If we're gonna make this all about heritage. Let me call your bluff. Please talk about anyone else's heritage for even one line. Um, that's it. Okay, that brings us to our overall ratings. I mean, it's tough because, like I said, I really liked the beginning of this movie, but everything that happens kind of post uh, Potato Chip Factory is insane. I felt kind of similarly to how I felt about Twitches and Pixel Perfect, which is like, I actually love both those movies. They're really fun to watch, but like, they're insane. They're batshit. They're all over the place, and that's how I feel about this movie, but it is amazing in a lot of ways. It's so fun. I gave it a C-. Yeah, I gave it a C- too. I had the exact same thoughts. Like, when I was watching Twitches and Pixel Perfect, it reminded me of this movie of just, like, it is iconic, and in some ways it's, like, amazing, but it, like, is badly made. Yeah. And it at some parts you're just like, stop, what? So, yeah, I felt it left me with the same impression as Twitches, so... I gave it a C minus. I may have been too harsh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. This is, but you're a guest, so like you're only watching one. Yeah, decom, you, you have to do it on the scale of all of them. You right. guys are so brave, <laughs> by the way. Just this is it's hard. This is the work. content people crave. This is <laughs> what people want to hear, and not everyone's willing to do the work. Thank <laughs> you. We don't rely on luck. <laughs> um, I gave it a D. I don't think that's too hard. No. Despair, as in what grandpa's <laughs> That's fair, that's fair. <laughs> and a D for Donegal. Mm. So uh, these are our drinking game rules. Grab a Guinness and rewatch The Luck of the Irish. 
Drink every time we hear an Irish accent. Drink every time someone plays a flute. Anytime they are directly referencing like 1800s, Ellis Island era. Drink every time something unlucky happens to Kyle. Drink every time there's American exceptionalism. And um, every time an Irish word that you did not know prior is used. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. You should watch this movie. It'll give you a laugh. It'll You'll go on a journey and you might need a stiff drink to get through it, but it's a lot of fun. So I do just want to thank Noreen Brady so much for being our guest. It was an honor. It's been a pleasure, my Celtic sister. I love you so much. And literally, listeners, like, may the road rise to meet you. And, like, may the wind be always at your back. <laughs> and that's that's a wrap on the, that's... Luck, the luck of the Irish. Happy St. Patrick's Day, guys. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Bye. Bye.